There is nothing I love more than an amazing meal with high quality meat cooked at home because let's be honest, eating out is so expensive. And you also know that eating out is the number one budget buster. That is why I am so glad I found ButcherBox. ButcherBox is a premium meat subscription service dedicated to delivering high quality, grass fed and grass finished beef, organic chicken, pork raised crate free and wild caught seafood directly to your doorstep with free shipping always. You even get exclusive member deals, recipes, and a variety of high-quality cuts at an amazing price. New users will receive their choice of two pounds of ground beef, three pounds of chicken thighs, or one pound of premium steak tips for a year. Use code ETM and get $20 off your first box at ButcherBox.com. Last night, we made a beef stew with meat from ButcherBox, and you can taste the difference. It was so satisfying and delicious. And all of our friends that were over for a dinner party, they raved at how good it was. So do yourself a favor and eat better this year with the best meat and seafood on the planet delivered to your door. ButcherBox is offering my listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential, three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips, for free in every order for a year. Plus, get $20 off your first order. Sign up today at butcherbox.com etm and use code etm to choose your free offer and get $20 off. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet, finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Hey, I'm Shauna Compton Game. This is Millennial Money, and today we're talking eight money resolutions for 2018. Millennial Money with Shauna Compton Game. It will expand your brain. I cannot believe it is already 2018. That number just sounds so big. I I can't I can't believe it. I remember when it turned 2000. I can't believe it's already 18 years later. It's just crazy. Anyway, I hope you had an amazing New Year's. Hopefully you're probably recovering a little bit today and the goal is to kind of ease you back into things as we start out 2018. But listen, before we get started, I really want to get to know you better in 2018. So Millennial Money is actually competing 
with other podcast shows to get the most responses to a quick survey. It only takes a few minutes of your time and you can do it straight from your smartphone. So if you'd help us out, I would really appreciate it. Support the show by going to wondery.com slash survey and filling it out. That's wondery.com slash survey. I'll have the link in the show notes as well. If you could do me a favor today while you're just hanging out on the couch, uh, you know, trying to inject fluids back into your body, I would really, really appreciate it so that we can get the most responses to this survey. So it's 2018 and we're talking about money resolutions. I've gotten a lot of requests for this podcast. I do it a little bit differently each year. And instead of doing 18 things for 2018, I decided to focus on eight big things. And there's a lot of components to each of these different items. So, you know, this may be a podcast where you want to listen to it for a few times or you want to break it up into different chunks. But the whole goal of this is to really get you to think about what is your focus for 2018? Is it to pay off debt? Is it to start a budget? Is it to save more money? Is it to get a new job, buy a car, buy a house, take the year off and travel, start a new business? You know, what is really your goal for this new year? And I find that once you figure out what your focus is in 2018, and there may be a lot of things that you actually want to achieve this year, like you may want to pay down debt so that you can have the wedding of your dreams or pay down debt so that you can welcome a new baby to your family. You know, whatever it may be, there may might be multiple steps to your focus for 2018, but really figuring out what you're focusing on is going to help you... Uh, focus on what you actually need to achieve. I know it sounds a little, you know, backwards to say it like that, but it really is, you know, so much about money and achieving goals is really just breaking all of this down into smaller steps, but figuring out what the game plan is, you know, figuring out what is it that you actually really want to achieve. So let's dive into some of these eight, uh, eight steps or eight goals or eight tips or ideas for 2018. The first one is, can you reduce taxable income now? You have to be living under a rock if you live in the United States to know that we have not passed new tax reform, right? It's going to come in effect in 2018. And for many of us, it's going to change the amount of taxable income that we owe. This is definitely a conversation that you should be having with your accountant. Um, This is something that you should become knowledgeable about. We're going to have a podcast later this week focused entirely on this and what you need to know as a millennial. So I don't want to dive into too many details right now, but I just want to raise the question No matter what year we're in, no matter what tax laws there are, reducing taxable income is a great thing, right? So one thing to think about is, do you have access to a health savings account or do you have a health savings account? For those of you who don't know, a health savings account is a special type of account that is attached to a high deductible health plan. And there are so many advantages to this special savings opportunity. You can put pre-tax money in your health savings account. It grows tax-deferred and it can be withdrawn tax-free in retirement, 
when used to reimburse yourself for out-of-pocket qualified medical expenses. That's kind of a mouthful, but basically what you need to know, it's kind of a triple whammy. You put money in, you get a tax deduction for what you put in, the money grows tax-deferred in there, meaning you're not paying any taxes, and then when you retire, you can take the money out to pay for qualified medical expenses and not have to pay any taxes. So the 2018 uh, annual contribution limit that individuals with a single medical coverage can contribute to a health savings account is $3,450. The annual HSA contribution limit is $6,900 for those covered under qualifying family medical plans. This is if you're under 55. So a health savings account is just a great it's a great, um, I would say, like a best friend to your high deductible health plan. If you have a high deductible health plan, it has to be one that is um, certified to have an HSA account. So you would actually open a separate HSA account where you would make contributions to. But again, it's just, it's, it's a great way to kind of triple whammy your savings in this account. And it's not a use it or lose it like in a flexible spending account. So whatever money you put in, if you don't use it in 2018, the money's still there, right? It's very much like a retirement account. It just works a little bit differently. Also, flexible spending accounts. Do you have access to an FSA account that you can use through work where you can put some money in there, pre-tax money that then you can use for different healthcare expenses throughout the year? You know, this is a great time at the beginning of the year to look back at 2017 and figure out, you know, how much money did you spend in health expenses? Was it an average year or was there something abnormal that maybe happened in 2017? And then break that amount up in 2018 into your flexible spending account. So you're not overfunding that account because it's kind of the worst thing you can do with flexible spending accounts is overfund them and then you lose that money at the end of the year or you're in like this race, you know, to use all this money to go to your doctor and your dentist and everything that you don't really want to do uh, by the end of the year. 401k contributions, I mean, we talked about this in, in excess, but In 2018, you can contribute up to $18,500 if you're under 50 in your 401k. That may seem like a lot of money to you, but I'm going to encourage you, do whatever you can to max that out. You know, you, you, you make extra money. Maybe you have an increase in your salary this year. Whatever happens where your salary is increasing or you have extra cash available, maybe you pay off your credit card or you pay off your car, drive that extra money into your 401k. And don't forget about matching contributions. Remember, that is the amount that your employer will match up to a certain percentage if you can contribute a percentage as well. So matching is like free money. It's the best thing ever. Do whatever you can to at least contribute up to your match. And if you have a side hustle or maybe you run your own business, are there other tax deductible expenses that you're not thinking about? This is a great time to hire an accountant to start, you know, coming up with a system for your expenses to make sure you're not missing out on anything. And also, you know, there's so many different uh, software and apps and different things to help you out manage those expenses. QuickBooks has an actual self-employed version, which is super intuitive, super easy. You can have an app on your phone where literally once you, um, you know, 
I don't know, have a business expense, whether you're out eating or shopping or whatever the business expense is, you can take a picture of the receipt, automatically categorize it. That way then when it comes to tax time, it's super easy for you to just print out a list of all those expenses uh, and however you file your tax return, whether it's an accountant or TurboTax or some other way, you can use that list as your, uh, you know, your list of expenses. Look, if you've got a side hustle and you're making cash on your side hustle, these same rules apply to you, right? It's all about lowering your taxable income. And if you have a side hustle, you're likely not paying taxes on that income. It's likely 1099 income. And so you want to make sure that you're really, really diligent about your managing your expenses and also about managing your quarterly taxes that you need to pay. All right, so that's number one. We're focused on, is there any way we can reduce our taxable income in 2018, especially if the tax reform is going to affect our bottom line? All right, so next we've got New Year's negotiations. Everybody knows I'm a big fan of negotiations. I do a lot of podcasts about negotiating, particularly for women, because this seems to be a spot where women get really nervous negotiating, especially if you're dealing with a a man on the other side. And that's not typecasting. That just actually is reality. We don't have that. It's like a switch. I, I liken it to that switch that, you know, men have, men just have this, this natural ability. Even if you're nervous, guys, you still have this ability to negotiate really well. It's much harder for us females. I don't know if it's that we're afraid of being rejected or what it is, but I've seen even the strongest women turn into mush when it comes to negotiating. But negotiating is one of the smartest money moves you can make. And there are lots of things you can negotiate. You know, you could start small with your internet bill, your cell phone bill, your cable company, all of those little bills that you pay every month that is just month after month after month, right? All of those can be negotiated. And it's it's a simple call and it's a simple conversation of, you know, I'm looking for a better deal. I'm not happy with how much we're paying for XYZ service. Is there any better offers that you have? If not, we're looking around at different companies. They don't have to know whether you're going to move or not move. Uh, that's not the point. The point is to try and get you the best price possible And I guarantee you, like 95% of the time, there's a better offer, you know? And let's say you save $10 or $20 a month, or sometimes I've saved up to $30 to $40 to $50 a month when I've done this kind of New Year's negotiation. And, you know, we just take that money, we drive it into savings, or we drive it into investing. Put it somewhere, put it to good work, right? Um, Another thing, credit card interest rates, a lot of people think you cannot negotiate those. Wrong you actually can. And again, it's the same thing. It's, you know, I've been a customer for X many years. I always pay my bills on time. Uh, I'm really not happy with my interest rate. Is there any way to lower this interest rate? I'm thinking about using another card that's offering me a better interest rate. Again, they don't need to know whether you're going to move or not move. The whole point is just to get you the lowest interest rate possible. The Fed is going to keep raising interest rates, which are going to impact your credit card interest rate, right? It, it does an impact your bottom line. And every percentage point makes a big difference, especially when you're trying to get rid of the debt. 
I'm going to put a link in the show notes to a great debt calculator. If your focus for 2018 is to get rid of that credit card debt, go to that link and set up a system for yourself because you need a system to tackle the debt. What a lot of people do is they just start you know, throwing money on all of your different credit cards, you know, $25 here, $30 here, $40 here, $50 here, and nothing happens, you know? You get your credit card statements, you're like, it's actually going up, it's not going down. That's because you don't have a strategy. And all of that money that you're throwing around to all of these different cards is not being used effectively. So the two best ways to knock out your credit card debt, you don't need a fancy calculator, you don't need to be great at math, you don't need any of that. You just need to know the two ways. One is to attack the card with the highest interest rate first, right? Put any extra money that you can on that credit card. All that money that you were throwing at different credit cards, throw it directly onto this credit card. Pay the minimums on all the rest of the credit cards. Once that's paid off, move to the next highest interest rate. The second way is to attack the card with the lowest debt first. This tends to be one of the best ways because psychologically, usually you're going to get rid of that card faster than you are the one with the highest interest rate. And it's just gonna keep you motivated to keep going. But the point is, you need a strategy, you need a plan, you need a roadmap, you gotta know where you're going, you gotta know how you're tackling this debt. That is the fastest way to knock out this debt, all right? Okay, next we've got, I want you to come up with three New Year's goals for the new year. Three, at least three. You can come up with more. One's great, two's good, three's even better because it gives you something to focus on, all right? And not just, you know, your goal isn't just, um, I'm gonna get married in July. That's a goal, right? But it's not well thought out. What I want you to think about each goal is, What's the timeline? So when do you want to achieve this goal? Is it this year? Is it in three years? Is it in six months? What does that look like? What is the cost of this goal? Now, there are some goals that don't have a cost, but I guarantee you that 99% of the goals do have some sort of cost associated with them. And then what is your action plan to achieve that goal, right? So if you're getting married in July, What in the world do you need to do, you know? How much money do you need to be saving? How much money are you trying to get from your parents or trying to get a loan for? You know, what are all the costs associated? Like really get minute with all of the details so that you can actually achieve that goal. And then break that action plan up into months. You know, what do you need to do in January, February, March, April, May? It's so much easier when you can see what you need to do And really like write this down on paper, write it on your phone, put it in your notes, stick it on the wall, someplace where you can see it. Because we as humans are very visual people. We need to see things. It's a big process of tricking the brain into motivating us to continue. So three things, right? And then if there's anything big coming up this year, you know, like a baby or a new house or a big trip, Again, back into those expenses to find out how much you need to save. Like if you're if you're thinking you need to save, you know, $5,000 or $10,000 a year, that's a huge number and it's really easy to get unmotivated and to fall off, you know, the the 
the savings that you need to for that goal. So break it down. Like, what do you need to save each week or maybe even each day? You know, you know yourself better than I do. So figure out what's going to work for you in order to maintain a consistent habit of savings. And then, you know, look for any other way that you can drive money into that savings. Can you use any bonus income towards that savings? Um, Maybe you say, you know, hey, don't get me birthday gifts or holiday gifts this year. You know, just give me cash because I've got this big goal and here's what I need to save each month. Like make your goals vocal to the people around you. It's going to help you, again, stay motivated towards that goal. Listen, if you've been using Mint to manage your money, I have got some news for you. First, the bad news. As you might know, Mint is shutting down for good. But the good news, well, there is a way better alternative that is a personal favorite of mine, Monarch Money. And I'm not the only lover of Monarch Money. Many Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and just raving about it. I used to manage my money with an Excel spreadsheet. I know, so archaic. And it was so time consuming. I tried all of the apps but I just didn't find one I liked until I found Monarch. And I've got to tell you a secret. Monarch is so easy to use with a very intuitive design. You can even collaborate with your partner and you can customize Monarch for whatever your needs are. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. Gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash ETM. Let's go back to the collaboration bit. Because we know money is a leading cause of divorce and breakups, Monarch has built-in collaboration features so you can invite your partner at no extra cost. You can see all your finances, make a budget together, get insights on your cash. Yes, cue the confetti. There will literally not be any more arguments over money. And if you've been frustrated with personal finance apps that are cluttered with ads, difficult to use, or rarely updated, so was Monarch. They built a new kind of personal finance app that's intuitive and powerful ad-free, and constantly improving based on customer feedback. Monarch has a tool that allows you as well to easily import your data from Mint. You can keep all of your tags and all of your categories. After trying Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com etm for your extended 30-day free trial. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Financial anxiety, anyone? Yeah, you're not alone. But worrying about it, it doesn't help. Earnin does. Earnin is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 per day as you work and leave an additional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So how would you spend the money you get from Earnin? Well, honestly, my hubby and I have been feeling a little bit disconnected lately. That's what happens after you've been together about 12 years. So I would spend the money on a special date night with dinner and maybe bowling. 
you know, to bring back some of that giggly excitement that we both felt at the beginning. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability, security, gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin, T-A-L-K-A-N, money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin money under podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Most people's focus for 2018 is on saving more cash. And I don't blame you. I mean, more cash is a very, very good thing to have. Again, I always tell people like, nobody's complaining at their end of their life that they had too much cash, right? It just, it doesn't exist. So let's check in on your savings accounts. You know, what are your interest rates? Can it be better? If your cash is sitting in a savings account at a regular bank, I'm talking Bank of America, Chase, um, you know, all of those kind of quote unquote regular banks, Wells Fargo, you're not earning any interest. You're earning the tiniest percentage of interest, which is actually getting eaten up by inflation. So in fact, you're actually earning negative interest. And it's really important if you're focusing on savings to focus on how much are you earning on that savings. Another thing is, you know, do you have enough accounts set up? Sometimes it works better to break up your savings account into a couple of different savings accounts. Like maybe you have a taxes savings account. Maybe you have a travel savings account. Maybe you have a, a, you know, big purchase savings account. But usually when you break those up into at least two different savings accounts, it helps you not dip into those when you get in those emergency situations. You know, you can keep your emergency funds separate and still feel like you've got savings for all of those other goals that you want to have. You know, there are a couple of great, great high yield savings accounts right now. Uh, Two of my favorites happens to be Discover and American Express. Discover is paying 1.3% on your savings and American Express is paying 1.35%. I'll put the links in the show notes. You don't have to have credit cards from these companies. Um, The moral of the story is that you really want to make sure that you're earning a 1% plus on your savings. That's kind of the average right now. As interest rates go up, savings accounts interest rates are also going to go up. But the savings account in your bank account is always going to be subpar to these other savings. And then build your savings into your budget and put it on auto debit. This is the best way to make sure you're actually going to save money, right? Set a specific amount of money that automatically comes out of your bank account after your paycheck gets deposited that goes directly into your savings account. So your savings account is growing and you don't have to do anything. That is the beauty of when you're putting something on auto debit. And I've done a podcast about this recently, but you know, if you're in the income range, think about using a Roth IRA as both an investment account, but also as a backup emergency fund savings account. So you do need to know there are some income uh, limitations for setting up a Roth. 
If you're single, a head of household, married, filing separately, or if you didn't live with your spouse during the year, you could contribute to a Roth as long as your income is under $120,000. Above $120,000, it starts to phase out the amount of contribution you can contribute. If you're married filing jointly or qualifying widow or widower, that income restriction is $189,000. And if you're married filing separately, if you've lived with your spouse at any point during the year, the contribution phase out is actually $0, right? So you get penalized definitely if you're married filing separately. There's so many great benefits to a Roth. The money that you put into a Roth, you've already paid tax on. Your money grows tax deferred just like it does in a 401k or a regular IRA. But then when you retire and you pull money out, you don't pay taxes on that money. You've already paid tax on that money. Plus, the contributions that you have contributed to your Roth, you can take out without penalty. That is one of the the biggest benefits, I think, to a Roth. Now, you can't take out the interest that has accrued in your account, but you can take out your own contributions. All right, so another thing is, what's your money system for 2018? You know, have you scheduled your money happy hours each week? This is just a time to check in on your money, see what's going on, because money really works great when we check in on it, right? It doesn't work so well when we tend to ignore it. You know, and, and things you should be thinking about are, what credit cards are you are you gonna use for 2018? Are you getting good rewards on those credit cards? I've got a link in the show notes for some of the top credit card rewards for 2018. Be sure and check that out. How are you tracking your expenses? Two of my favorite apps are You Need a Budget and Clarity Money. They make managing your money so easy. Once you set it up, then you can figure out, you know, what are you spending in each category? And that helps you really figure out where you need to make changes, what you need to to pay attention to and where you need to set some boundaries for the month or maybe even for the week. But usually what happens is we tend to follow trends. We tend to follow the same sorts of things every single month. So if we're overspending eating out, we're pretty much going to do that every single month. But if we don't know what we're spending, there's no way that we can make any change. So it's really important that you stay focused on how much you're spending in each category and staying on top of it with a money system. I prefer to do it every Sunday. It's super easy. All I take is about 10 to 15 minutes. I don't need much more time than that and neither do you, right? But it's gonna keep your money on track. Maybe you come up with a a checklist that you do every month, a money checklist of the different things that you're looking at just to make sure that your money is going in the direction of your goals because that's what you want. You want it to go in direction of your focus for the year and those things that you're trying to achieve. I talk a lot about the mindset around money and I think 2018 is a great time for you to set a money mantra for the year. Don't think that you can just follow the rules without your mind following and make progress. You can be the best with money checking off your list, following all the rules, doing everything that you should, and your mind can get in there and mess it all up. Your mind is so powerful when it comes to achieving goals, when it comes to turning something negative into something positive. 
And money tends to be something where we get super, super stressed out. We get frustrated. We don't know what move to make. We don't know what decision to make. You know, it it can really feel like, you know, everything is crumbling in on us. And it doesn't matter what kind of income you make. It's, It's immune to that. We all sort of feel that way at different points in life. So setting a mantra for the year, you know, what's your intention for the year, for the month, for the week? Write it down, put it in the notes on your phone because there's going to be times that are trying and you're going to have to remember that making mistakes is okay. Not achieving goals is okay. Roadblocks are okay, but you have to keep going, right? And so writing down what your intention is, writing down, you know, it could be anything for you. So I don't want to put words into your mouth, but mine is really around like giving myself grace and like telling myself that it's okay to fail occasionally, you know, to maybe not make the right decision occasionally and that I don't have to be perfect. There's nothing, there is nothing that's going to make you perfect with managing your money. There are so many decisions that you just, you have to make on your own. And sometimes you have to make with not great choices, you know, choice A, choice B, and choice C. None of them are great. So which is the choice that is the least not great? And a lot of times that's what we're looking down. We're looking down at those options, especially a lot of us that have been laid off during the year that are, you know, struggling. Maybe you're struggling, you know, paying off student loans and trying to move out of your parents' house. There's so many different things that make this difficult. And so having this mantra that you can return to, I find, is a great way to help battle your brain around money. So if we're also going to make 2018 super amazing, we got to think a little bit beyond the basics. The basics are, you know, budgeting, saving money, paying off debt. We, we know those. We cover those topics a lot on the podcast. You probably read about those topics a lot. And those are great. You got to get the foundation. You got to get the basics back. And if you struggle any way along the way, you got to come back to the basics because the basics, they work. They work really well. But let's think a little bit beyond the basics. Are there benefits at work that you're missing out on? You know, do you have the availability to have disability insurance? Does your employer offer education credit where you can go out and use some cash that they're going to pay for so you can extend your education? Are there commuter benefits that are available to you? Are there any benefits that you're not taking advantage of that's going to put more cash into your pocket or is going to help advance your career? And what risks do you have exposure to this year? You know, this is a great time to think about life insurance, to think about 529 plans for saving for college education for your children or your future children. We did a great podcast with Abby from College Backer. I'll put the link in the show notes. They're helping people set up 529 plans to save for college expenses. You know, it's another time to look at your health insurance plan. Are you maybe rolling off an employer plan and looking for new insurance? Again, Policy Genius, I'll put the link in the show notes. They're great at helping you tackle a lot of these different risks. And also 2018, a great time in January to start thinking about a separate savings account for the deductible for your health plan. If your deductible is $5,000, you know, maybe you don't save five thousand dollars for 2018 but maybe you save 2500 or three thousand just in case 
you know, break that up into each month and put that in a separate savings account so the cash is there when you need it. Do you need renter's insurance? You know, have you been avoiding getting renter's insurance this year for your condo or apartment that you live in? Even if you rent a house, renter's insurance is a must because you got a lot of stuff in there. You got a lot of technology in there. You got to protect it. Another thing is umbrella policy. We've talked about this on podcasts before. Umbrella policy is just like it sounds. It's an umbrella that goes over your car insurance and it helps provide additional uh, leverage to income should you get in a car accident, should you injure somebody else. Your car insurance is likely not going to cover all of the amount that you're going to need to pay, especially if the other person that was in the accident is severely injured. So an umbrella policy just provides another layer of income and protection for you. It's so inexpensive. All you need to do is call your uh, the, the property and casualty company that has your car insurance. Ask them about renter's insurance. Ask them about an umbrella policy. It's just a great risk protection for you to have. Uh, you know, we can also think about growing our cash, right? Uh, so many great apps we've had on this podcast in 2017. Acorns is going to help you with investing. Betterment. Um, you can invest yourself. The point is just get your money growing in the right direction. Don't just go out and buy some Bitcoin and call it a day, all right? I know that there's a frenzy right now with Bitcoin, but please do me a favor. Think about diversification. Think about a portfolio that works for your risk tolerance. I'm going to put a a really cool link in the show notes that is a link to a site called Portfolio Charts that has some really interesting uh, charts, uh, diversification for different investment portfolios for you to check out. I think a lot of you guys would actually like to um, see how different portfolios are constructed. And the last thing when we're thinking about thinking beyond the basics is all those documents that aren't fun but are super protective. 2018, great time for a will and setting up an advanced healthcare directive. We had a Tomorrow app on the podcast last year and Tomorrow is a great company that had to set up a will, advanced healthcare directive, lots of other just little documents that you need for a super low cost, if not free. I highly suggest if you have a new family, if you got married in 2017, or if marriage is coming up, definitely take some time to look into this. It's really important, and it's something that's overlooked a lot of times because it's not fun. I mean, who wants to write your will, right? Ah, I know. I, I don't want to be a party pooper here. We just rolled into 2018. But I promise you, this is one of the best things that you can do when you're thinking beyond the basics. All right, so number eight, this brings us to number eight. And I think really the way I want to just close this podcast is, what do you want your life to look like this year? You know, what's your focus with your finances to achieve those goals? What is it that you want it to look like? It doesn't have to look like anybody else's. You don't have to do the same steps that anybody else is doing. You get to make your own choices. That's what's so cool about this money thing, about this life thing. You can make it look like whatever you want it to be. There's so many opportunities out there right now. I can't even tell you. I mean, 
There's never been a better time if you have an idea for you to go for it. There really hasn't been. The access to capital, the access to opportunity, the access to ideas. Even if you work for a company and you're, and you're super happy there, maybe there's something else that you're, you're missing or that you're needing in your life. Maybe you can help other people. Whatever it is, I want you to just think about what you want your life to look like this year. That's where I want you to root your money goals. And then I want you to focus on breaking them down into small steps that you can achieve and just start somewhere. You don't have to start with all of these things. If a lot of this is super overwhelming to you, just start somewhere. Somewhere is definitely better than nowhere. All right, I'm going to have a link to all of these different apps uh, and all of these different links that I talked about in this podcast in the show notes. So make sure that you go over there. And again, please help us competing with other people to get the most responses for our survey. Go to wondery.com slash survey and help us out so that we can really get to know you and that we can drive content for 2018 directly to what you want to hear and what you want to achieve. As always, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Shauna Game. And if you love this podcast, do me a 2018 favor or share it with your friends. Shout it out on social media. Head on over to the link in the show notes. Leave us a review and a five-star rating. We so appreciate it. 